Hello, welcome to the Vergecast, the flagship audio experience eh? mm. of TheVerge.com. Mm. The Vergecast is brought to you by a long-running joke that half of you hate. <laughs> it's just a vodka. Cut through the night. <laughs> what? It's just a fact. This is so true. <laughs> yeah, just, some of you love it. Others of you hate it. Did you know that there's a second uh, made-up alcohol that now sponsors the Vergecast? Yeah. Rock, rock Scotch. Rock Scotch. That's Dieter's management style. Crash well, of the morning. What is this voice that I hear so close in my ear, and I look to my left, and I see in the flesh? It's Dieter Bone. Hey, hey, I'm Dieter's here in New York. Live in New York. Pros. Uh, I'm Neil Patel. That's, That's Dieter you. Bone, who's here. Paul Miller is here. Paul. Hey. Paul. <laughs> I uh, uh, try to order uh, at Chick Fil A today. Oh hey, Chick Fil A line has they they meet you in the line with yeah. iPads. Take your order. Ask me my name. I get to the counter. I'm like I'm Paul, and they're like uh, we don't have a Paul. We have a Bob. <laughs> <laughs> they just got it wrong. So the struggle continues. <laughs> uh, Dan Seifert's here. I am. Uh, Dan halfway through the show will magically turn into a special guest. Ooh. That's gonna be something. Ooh, secrets. Who's Surprises. it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? You, I bet you're already guessing. I bet you already know. Because you're smart, this audience. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she right I'm gonna like a feisty. It's Tim Cook. Cranky. Yeah, Tim Cook and I are gonna. We're gonna get down. We're gonna talk about vodka together. Uh, <laughs> I'm in like a cranky mood lately. I gotta. I just yeah. gotta be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Dieter's noticed. I got yelled at. Yeah. Oh. I don't usually yell. I'm not like a yeller. I, I do a good show of yelling. I always hurt the ones we love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just we're, we're in like the slow period in August. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. My instinct is just let's blow it all up. I'm mad too. I, I tweet storm today. I didn't put it on the site. I put it on Twitter. What's up? Come on, man. Did off, it. I did off it. platform publishing I at did its it. finest. <laughs> what did you tweet storm about? About T-Mobile. Nice. Do you want, let's start with that. Yeah. Yeah, because I, right. I had a, a two tweet. Tweet storm yesterday, and you had what, a, like a 7, 10, 12 tweet storm today? It was like six. Yeah, all right. So it was good. properly numbered and seven. threaded and yeah. everything. Yeah. Powers of two. Did you reply to yourself and remove your own name? I did. Oh, threaded. <laughs> yes. Yeah, threading. So professional. Tweet Tech does that automatically now, by the way. And let's start with data plans. So, what was a couple days ago, ATT put out some new ones. Yeah, they, yeah. so they l- explain these ATT things to so me. So, the, the biggest change with ATT was that they are no longer charging an overage when you exceed your data plan. So if you have a six gigabyte data plan, yeah, instead of charging you $15 for another gigabyte, they will automatically throttle you to 128 kilobits, which is like half of 2G. So Verizon Verizon started doing something similar Um, not that long ago. Verizon has a thing that they call like safety mode, and you have to pay pay five five bucks bucks a month for the privilege of being throttled. Is it really (laughs) called safety mode? Yes. Uh, So AT&T doesn't charge you the $5 a month. Wow. Good for them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you do want more data, you can buy it. It's just not automatic anymore. Uh, How do you buy it? You probably go to the app, or they send you a text message, and you whatever, you know, the usual stuff when you (laughs) hit the end of your... Usual bad plan. user experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's not going to be a pleasant user experience. Uh, here, okay, well, actually, so, before we get, in, we should also. I mean, if we're going to go through the big four, we should also mention that Verizon. Recent, there was a report this week that, it, like, AdAge reported that they they talked to a bunch of app developers, and Verizon's like, yeah, if you want to get on deck, we'll you know pay us, we'll pay you pay us like one or two bucks a phone, and we'll let you just be crapware, have fun. Wow. Yeah, Verizon will p- pimp out your phone for one or two dollars per app. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a, that's actually kind of like a lot of money. Can you pick like I'll give you five hundred dollars so, uh, and like just get my app on like five hundred random Verizon phones? That would be great. <laughs> according, according to the Ad Age article, I don't think any developers actually took them up on it. Mm. Like it was like their strategy to try and like it, they were trying to monetize yeah. preloaded crapware. And instead, they're going to monetize by uh, tracking everything that we do and building that data into their new super combined ad network of AOL and Yahoo. What about an opt-out feature that you can add to your bill called protection money? (laughs) (laughs) I would love it if uh, Google would go to carriers and do the same thing that Microsoft does with their Windows stuff. What's it called? Windows certified? Uh, No, it's it's not certified. It's it's something... Yeah, it's it's like you can pay an extra fifty bucks to get a Windows machine that doesn't have garbage on it if you go to the Microsoft right. store. You can yeah. get the regular one or like the cool one. The, the Microsoft one. Experience, I yeah. want to say. Something like that. Windows would, experience. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I would love it if Google would just be like, Yeah. Everybody who makes an Android so phone they, they has to offer that version. They tried it. Nobody bought them. Yeah, I know. I had I had an HTC one. I had one of those. So uh, Sprint and T Mobile. So okay, well, AT and T. So the other thing that AT and T did was Wait. it raised the prices on its lowest data plans and lowered the prices on its higher data plans. So if you are on a like five gigabytes or up, you save a little money. If you are on the poor <laughs> one gigabyte plan, you're actually paying more now than you used to. Right, and AT and T's line is everyone just uses the bigger ones anyway right, exactly. because it's obviously like economically viable. Like it's a better decision. I gotta say, every time we do a data plan story, two things happen that, that surprise me. Yeah. One, they blow the hell up. Yeah. We can't write enough about data plans. It's because they're confusing <laughs> as hell. Yeah. It just, and they change every three months. I think that, that's something they're but talking that's about why, with T-Mobile. Like, fundamentally, it's like, that's why it's surprising to me. It's All we're doing is like, a new shell game has emerged. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. the carriers are hiding money from you in some new and more yeah. devious way. I mean, it, they're, they're all bullshit. As far as I can yeah. tell, they're all they're all smoke and mirrors, and, and now they're more yeah. nefarious bullshit than ever before. Which is insane. You, like, we, we thought this was going to get better when we got rid of the two-year contract, and it's just gotten so much worse. Yeah, right. Because right, they're no longer they can no longer guarantee the extra money from the subsidy, and they're trying to milk more money out of the phone. So AT and T is doing it by throttling you. Yeah, T Mobile, which is which is to be fair, what T Mobile and Sprint do as well. With, uh, until today, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get to T Mobile. No one gives a shit about Sprint. Is anybody from Sprint listening to this? Please call me and tell me why I should give a oh, shit. Oh, man. Remember back in the day, though, when they had all the HTC phones? And it was like super it, cool man, to be a Sprint fanboy. The EVDO Rev 2 or Rev B. No, it was, it was, it was so a good. big deal to be a Sprint fanboy. Wasn't the pre? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of like past there. Yeah. Good days. No, that was like that t- was the moment. No, 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 no. no. That was the I end just of remember the I got yeah, a pre and I tried to call my mom on the pre and was like, I, I can't hear you. And you're like, well. which, which piece of this is, is garbage? <laughs> was this is it the phone? Fault? Is it the operating <laughs> system? Is it the network? <laughs> There's garbage in here. Like, no, mom, all the apps, they're just like web pages <laughs> <laughs> and all your messages are threaded. <laughs> By the way, no one's doing that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> they're all doing it in some way. Anyway, I know they're really uh, not. But that's it's consistently surprising to me that people care about data plans as much because it is a shell game. Yeah, I mean, like, I think people care. I, data plans are like, you know, the other thing that we always get surprised at is how much interest there is in routers because, a, you know, crappy Wi-Fi and a router is something that everybody relates to. And everybody relates to the pain of paying their cell phone bill. So, like, when there's new data plans, when there's new options, they, uh, people want to know what they're going to pay and how much it's going to cost them and how much they're going to get screwed out of every month. I, I'm guessing I'm, I know I have the same experience with a router and with a data plan where it's like, I, I saw the ads. It seems like somebody has great Wi-Fi, 
and so maybe most people have great Wi-Fi and great deals on their cell phone bills, but I'm just doing it wrong, and so I've got a bad router and a bad deal. Yeah. You know? Like, I just didn't know how to... But I'm guessing probably a lot of people end up with bad routers and bad deals. I mean, because both of them are pretty much like black boxes, unless you deeply nerd out into them. Because they're not, like, accessible. They're not, like, understandable. I mean, and the, the AT&T will shell throttle game is you. A good... Like, the fact that AT&T will make your phone unusable is not the right answer. Well, it's it's like, I mean, you tweeted this yesterday, Eli, that, that about the, the fact that they charge by the gigabyte. It's that like makes such no a, sense. Insane, it's, it's, it is like well, the they, ultimate they, capitalist, whatever guess, like so capitalist came up with that. The defense like, here is if they don't charge by the gigabyte, people will just use it for their internet, like at home, because LTE can sometimes be way faster. And if everybody does that, the networks will, in fact, not be able to stand up to it. Yeah, what are you saying they should charge no, no, by, so, well, by the minute? I don't know. I mean, I, uh, all I know is like there are people that have got legacy Verizon unlimited plans that they're, they're like just hanging on to, and they're just they're just using it. They're like because you know, story will come out and be like Verizon went after a customer that managed to use like fifty gigabytes in a month, and we're like, how did anybody do that? That's impossible. And like a couple quiet people, some of whom work at the Verge, yeah. quietly <laughs> raise their hand and be like. I do that. We all have the time. I think we have lots of listeners who do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like people who just like download podcasts and videos all day long on their phones. No, like, they watch. They like watch I TV. Mean, they use it to stream I'm Netflix. I'm not debating that those, those people yeah. exist, and we know them. But like the the, <laughs> the, the percentage of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the percentage of people that actually do that though is so small. No, no, so on the grand no, scale, the let percentage would be huge if we got rid of it. Wait, because this is a really good entry point in a T-Mobile. So, Paul, my point is not that they shouldn't meter something and charge you by whatever they meter mm -hmm. but in fact over time the rational reason to meter data usage has completely fallen away and very few people can provide like a great answer for why you should meter that other than it's an easy thing to meter mm -hmm. so the cost like right now you're not using your phone mm -hmm. but the phone network is connected to your phone right. and the electricity it costs to like run the equipment that connects to your phone is right. It's not like the thing is like there's not like a pump that's like pumping faster, right? Like it's electricity and radio waves, and they're connected to your phone. And if you start using data, you might use some fractionally higher amount of electricity. Um, but wait, the wait. towers don't quite work like that. No, no. But like right now, my phone knows where a tower is, and a tower knows where my phone is. Right. And they could send a message to each other, but that's different than having like I don't have a full slot on their tower right now. No, I know. But what I'm which saying is how you can have like full bars sometimes, but not have service if all the slots are full. I get what you're saying, but it's over time the cost of delivering the data to you mm. falls to zero, mm. right? The the amount of investment they have to put into their network is almost on a fixed curve. Right. right? They know how much bandwidth we all as a class are using today. Mm. They can predict with some moderate level of accuracy how much we'll use tomorrow. And then something like Snapchat will happen and they'll have to like redo their model. But like they can reasonably predict it. So they're on and all their all their costs are on the, the front end of the right. building. The and network. so I, I get what you're right. saying about towers and slots, but it's not like when everyone starts using the thing, suddenly the cost of running the network explodes. Like they're still paying for all of that stuff, mm. right? And so, if they get more subscribers, the cost of running the network will go up. Mm. But the existing subscriber base using the network, right. as it goes up and down, their general amount of cost stays within a fairly fixed window. Yes, yes, I see um, that. And that's it's like so. Why are we metering gigabytes? 
there's no there's no like rational connection to the cost of providing you an incremental gigabyte and the cost that you pay. Well, I, I do think the twenty first gigabyte. That's my hypothesis. The twenty first gigabyte happens when because you see no repercussion for watching Netflix all day, you right. do watch Netflix. So it's a all penalty. Day. That's what I mean. I, I right? mean, it's not for most others. The the eleventh gallon of yeah. gas. You understand why you're paying the additional fee, right? Because right. it is a true. You're tan- getting it's a tan- product. It's a tangible thing. Yeah. But the twenty first gigabyte. By the way, that's if I ever write a pop mm-hmm. business book, it will be called the twenty first big twenty first gigabyte. Right. Living is a nerd in the twenty second century. The tragedy of the digital commons. That's it. Twenty one gigabytes. That's like the worst Springsteen I, album. I, I, I think you nailed it. It's it's a it's a penalty. It's, it's a penalty. It's not a it's not a buying something. It's it's a penalty for using. Is and what it is. That's like that's what makes me like cranky. It's like they've set up the system to make you want to use the phone more, such that they can uh, impose penalties on you well, for using and, it as much as you want. And speaking free. speaking yeah. of of that, you know, I I know I, I have non standard thoughts on net neutrality but um but <laughs> this is like one of my favorite arguments what because i don't think the the government should be imposing a rule on um carriers or providers necessarily of how how to run their networks that said i hate the way t-mobile right so this is a segue. Not, yeah as 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 a customer and a because they are by zero rating video services, but not something like Snapchat. They they are like promoting this passive consumption. It's like you know what you should spend all of your time on. What's safe to spend your time on? Leaning back and watching Hulu. Right. But don't create. Don't <laughs> upload. Don't create. Yeah. Be state. Don't, don't be social. Be a vegetable. Well, yeah. it's yeah. on that dial. That zero rating by thing the way, applies those are the to lyrics to MTV get off the air by the dead companies. <laughs> that applies like the previous however many uncarriers that they do. By the way, the uncarrier thing, this one in particular is the one that reveals that it was there was no like revolutionary motive behind any of it. Not that we ever really oh, thought wait, that wait. there was. Walk us through it. Okay. I believe this is on Carrier 12. Yes. Since we're, since we're talking on carriers. T-Mobile announced today... Uh, since we're using the base uncarrier system of counting. <laughs> un doesn't. Uh, T-Mobile announced today that it is getting rid of the tiered plans. So we were just talking about AT&T's tiered plans and how they throttle you. So now T-Mobile says it's going to be unlimited for everybody and all the time. Uh, they which used to unlimited, have an unlimited plan. They had an unlimited plan, but now they are introducing a new unlimited plan and getting rid of their tiered plans. Mm-hmm. So your only option is unlimited. It's unlimited data, oh, unlimited There's got to be text, another option. Unlimited text, unlimited messaging. From the understanding that we have from the announcements today, when these new plans launch, the entry-level cost to get on T-Mobile is going to be $70. Okay. Uh, which is more expensive than their tiered plans were. But the, the, the reason this is like zero rating, but it's like the sneaky creepy way to zero rate is embedded into this unlimited plan are two caveats. One, you can only tether over 2G. Unless you pay $15. Um, unless you pay an extra 15 bucks a for month. For five gigabytes of limited tethering. Mm-hmm. For, oh, and they, they, then they, they, they charge your rate. They charge your tethering on a different... Yeah. They, they, they put a data cap on they your tethering. Put, they, so they tier that. And then two, uh, they are putting all of the garbage uh, restrictions on video that they put on their free video plan where they 
throttle down the quality. Unless you pay $25 per month per line, you can get an HD video. $25 per month per line. Unlimited HD video? Unlimited HD Whoa. video. But that's <laughs> per month per hey line. Yo. So the pricing structure on this is kind of crazy. It starts off at like $70 for your first line. Your second line is $50. The third line is $30. And I think fourth through By the way, John Ledger, like not eight months ago, was like family plans are bullshit. They're just contracts by a different name. Yeah. And now they're pushing everybody towards multiple line contracts. Yeah. Mm. So this is more it's more expensive to start a line with T Mobile now than it used to be. You have restrictions on how you can use that data unless you pay more for it. And you have restrictions on what quality of service you're going to get right. unless you pay more for, for it. For the content consumption. So, but but this, and this the, the, flips the script for but, me, but because now Snapchat will be unlimited and fine quality. And they'll just degrade my like Netflix. Yeah, and I mean, YouTube. just depending on your perspective, and that's how it's always been with T-Mobile's zero rating system. Right. You know, it's either a benefit or you can look at the long game and see how you're going to end up being screwed by this. Right. But like, so, but the, the, the real problem for me is if I want to start, if if this thing becomes the norm, mm. like the 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 Kantian categorical imperative of wireless plans. Choose your action as if you wanted it to be a universal action. Mm. If this becomes a universal way that data works, then I want to start up Dieter's cool video site mm-hmm. next next year, right? Go in o- 95. In o- Dieter's, <laughs> Dieter's Sweet Skateboard Tricks. The 21st tricks. gigabyte now streaming on Go95. Dieter's Sweet Skateboard Tricks.com. But okay. I want to serve the video myself. I'm yeah. not going to use YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in order to for me to run a brand new successful video or music streaming business, I have to start it up, and then I have to make a business partnership with all of the carriers to ensure that I am part of their video plan. Well, wait, wait, wait. but isn't it the opposite of that now? Well, I don't know. Oh, it's how, also how are they going to detect, they gonna detect Joe's wait, no, sweet so video Let's say it is service. the opposite of that, right? Let, let, so let's say they can, they're just automatically all video, they're going to throttle it. Do they, yeah, do they do downgrade you, all video? Do you want Do you want your, T-Mobile deciding for you? Yeah, do you want your carrier... Inspecting your packets and making decisions about what those packets represent, and, what and they then do. changing those packets. Yeah. No, I mean, this is why people are ultimately like net neutrality but, is a free speech issue. I think the Kantian idea: Do I want everybody, every company, to act like this? Yeah. No. Well, then but why, that's are, why, why are we want, okay with? I want. To act like that's exactly. I yeah. want a market where different companies can come up with different right. Which, ideas, but like. The and we're gonna get deep into like our political differences here, but like fundamentally, this is not a free and open market because it is a scarce resource called wireless spectrum that only a few large companies can afford to get. And so, your dream of like competition of the marketplace is never going to come to pass. Also, well, that's that's true, yeah, but also, T Mobile for the longest time. Who was the most upstart challenger to the incumbents? Hmm. So they were providing the real competition. They were the only company providing real competition to AT&T and Verizon, who have effectively the same plans and market. And right? they ch- and, and and when one does something, the other does. The, something. Inevitably, it's, it's, like AT&T and Verizon mirror each other, cons- to the point where I, the FCC has actually like looked into whether they collude. Hmm. So T-Mobile was the mar- the national market competitor to them. They were the upstart. And then over time, John Ledger has revealed himself to not be Steve Perry, renegade ups, like rock star of the people. Well, that was obvious. But to be Joe Belfiore, corporate executive of a large corporation. 
Sorry, I'm just naming guys with long hair. <laughs> Dieter, Dieter's just the leaving. fuck out. A very important phone call. Dieter's calling Joe Belfiore to apologize. A, a couple minor details here. Uh, so T-Mobile will throttle you if you exceed 26 gigabytes. Oh, 26 fine, gigabytes. Fine print. Fine print. Uh, and, you know, the thing is with unlimited data plans, I know that we talked about the, you know, if you have a cap, you are conscious of it and you don't do things that you, you would do if you didn't have the cap. But the reality is I don't think most people are conscious of their caps, I think. And they look at their average usage for what they use their phone for. And it's like three to five gigabytes a month if they're a heavy user. You have your certain customers who go way above that. But like the unlimited pitch is such a red herring and so disingenuous to like switch people over into a higher cost model that they don't need with restrictions that their capped plan doesn't have. And that's like why this is like just so icky to me from the outset. It's shell game. Weird weird to me. Yeah, I I definitely think the companies are always going to find a way to get their existing subscribers to pay a little more while it also looks to people from a different so service. I think that we everything should... you guys said in the last two minutes when I was totally in the room was absolutely right. <laughs> yes. uh, so this, this is like a what Dieter was saying about Verizon is really interesting to me, right? All of these companies are desperate. They know that the money, and this is true of like the broader tech industry, the money is no longer in mobile. There's not a growth market yeah. in mobile. This is, why, this is fundamentally why Verizon bought Yahoo!, Right, they bought AOL and they bought Yahoo, and they're like, yeah, they're just trying to squeeze. Disclosure: more blood out of Our company is invested in by Comcast. Yeah, Comcast was a cable provider that bought NBC, and then NBC invested in Vox Media because they understood that the money and growth was not in providing cable television and wireline internet anymore. Mm-hmm. And if they could, if they could own some chunk of what traveled over their pipes, they could probably cut sweetheart deals with themselves, which the FCC pro- like prohibited them from doing. But who the hell knows what they do? They could cut sweetheart deals with themselves and eke more margin out of every additional customer on their network. Verizon's doing the same thing, only instead of buying hip new mobile companies... They're making Go90. They, they made Go90, and they bought fucking AOL. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't quite understand what the idea was there. But that you can see like all of these wireless companies, T-Mobile's monkeying with their data plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, T-Mobile's playing the well, squeeze all more their blood out of an ever-shrinking stone. Well, like, right. like, yeah. It's like and, they're and, trying to squeeze and more And Deutsche Telekom has said... T-Mobile is currently running unsustainably. So the pressure on right. T-Mobile is a business unit. And that's why we see T-Mobile with new data plans literally every three months. Well, but like, everybody, there was a ton uh, of hang people. on, it's not just T-Mobile. No, like, but it everybody's is. It's on a this lot churn. of T-Mobile. Yeah, but everybody's been on this churn since like the two-year contract. Like we, AT&T is uh, changing their plans every two or three months yeah, for sure. But AT&T is, wait, wait, so wait, so but, Paul's, uh, to one, to one, just to bolster Paul, because I generally disagree with him at net neutrality, but I'm throwing you a bone here, buddy. Part of this is we got what we wanted from phones. All the phones are the same. They're all you can buy almost all of them unlocked. Yeah. Yeah, but you and can't false quite. I was so sure I put it on silent. John Ledger's calling Paul angrily. I heard you're a customer. <laughs> uh you can buy them virtually all of them unlocked, and you can put virtually all of them on every carrier depending. Yeah, it's we're not like, quite there. It's yet. like we're a little there. squishy. Like we're you can we're do getting it. You can do it with the Nexus. You can do it with the iPhone. You can do it with the big. No, the big actually, like some of that is regressing. The, uh, the current iPhone is not like universal oh, right. bands. Like the, you need to have the bands. This is why I went on my rant about like if you really do think that the internet is a utility, or you think that should be the goal. Everything that the wireless carriers are doing is antithetical to that. They're right. changing the plans every three months. Imagine if your electric bill did that. Like right. it, 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 your your electric bill plan was completely insane. They uh, there is in fact 
lack of compatibility because of this band issue. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just bonkers. Right. And they and they're deciding what doesn't doesn't get to get treated on their network uh, equally. So are we? Is this an inflection point time, or is this the new normal? Right? Because I well, would argue that's that the purpose of Uncarrier is to is to distract you by thinking, oh my god, revolution! This is great, without actually making you realize that it's like they're they're just trying to keep it from becoming a dump utility, yeah. a dump pipe. That's the point of Uncarrier is to make Long you think that it's revolution. Podcast listeners will know that. The only shirt I ever wanted that podcast to have was "You're a dumb pipe, stupid." <laughs> and I, I will tell you that it is my dream to open a t-shirt shop at the Verge. We're gonna do it one of these days. Plans are afoot. Ross Miller, looking at you, buddy. <laughs> hey, Ross, it's your job. How you doing, buddy? Uh, and I will put that shirt in the store because, uh, God damn it, I'd wear you're it. a dumb pipe. Anyway, let's talk about the Galaxy Notes. <laughs> I have a bunch of like <laughs> trash to talk about Verizon and AOL, but like and Yahoo, but I mean that's just about owning the icons on your phone, right? They bought no, companies. it's about it's about ad networks. That like yeah. the Verizon thing in particular is about ad networks. They need to build an ad network that's competitive with DoubleClick and Google, mm -hmm. and they get scale out of both Yahoo and AOL combined to gather more data to sell more targeted ads. No, but that's right. And I they want their dream is to combine that information with the information they gather about you from your phone. And put all that together into like a kick-ass data network that not only knows who you are when you browse the web, but also when you move around in meat space. I just wish I knew what the final nefarious purpose of that was. Is it like, and then it's to make you click on a Mac Weldon underwear ad? Yeah, like that's it. God, if, only we, <laughs> if only we had a Mac Weldon ad on the show today, which we do not. But great underwear, I have to say. They sponsor Control Alt Delete. Um, Great. So, so comfortable. Antimicrobial. I don't remember the ad read. Um, that's a free one, Mac. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, to me, it's just like they're done with the phone. Yeah. And now Verizon's trying to get on the screen of the phone and monetize what's on the screen of the phone. Yeah. The way that Comcast was done with TV and then they got on the screen of the TV. It's the same terrible process. All these carriers are dumb. But that said, the shit that connects to these god-awful networks run by greedy corporate operatives... It's getting real good. Yeah. This yeah. is the positive side of the wireless world. Yeah. Is uh, things like the Galaxy Note 7. So I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to say it right up front, Ooh. and we can break into it. Yeah. Dan scored the Note 7 higher than the iPhone success. The yes. iPhone, The iPhone success, as I like to call it, got a 9. <laughs> I gave it a 9 last year. The new one's obviously around the corner, but you gave the Note 3 a 9.3. I did. Or Note 7. Yeah, the Note, Note 7. And the Note 3 went back in time. <laughs> now that we know everything that we know, uh, we're I like, believe that was it. under our current rating system, the Note 7 is the highest rated cell phone we've ever reviewed. That um, makes sense. And it's an excellent device. I think it's 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 very worth that praise. It's an excellent design. It's just too expensive. Uh, it's beautiful to look at. It's got a gorgeous screen. It's got really fast processors. The screen got, is so intense that it's hard to look at. <laughs> you have to adjust yourself to this. It's we have talked a lot uh, about pixel density mm -hmm. and screen lamination, and it's they got all the way there where it looks like you're touching a glowing piece of paper. With this it's screen. wild, yeah. And uh, I mean, you're getting the best camera you can get right now on a cell phone. You're also getting water resistance, and if you want it, you also get an S Pen that does some funky tricks. If you're interested, the gift, the whole gift thing, you where, could, where you can like capture a video to make yeah. a GIF. Yeah. The fact that that requires the pen. Oh, and it's ridiculous that it's tied to the pen, but it's a cool trick. It's um, a cool trick. And it'll scan your eyes, which is another cool trick. 
Does but, it work? No, that's a stupid trick. Oh, well, that's a stupid trick. Sure. I'll, I'll give you that. You played with this? But, uh, you I know. Mean, the thing that, that gets me about the Note 7 more than anything else is <clears throat> I know that there's a couple people who disagree with me on this, but, like, as a beautiful, well designed object, it is so radically outclassed the last year's iPhone that yeah. I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it is it, bonkers how much better Samsung's design is than Apple's design. And not only on is it phones. a good looking design, it's like remarkably efficient. You put it next to an iPhone or, or an iPhone 6S Plus or another big screen phone, and the Note 7 is like way narrower, way smaller, but it still has the same big size screen. I mean, it the, fits the, in your hand so much nicer. Nobody's beat the 5 yet. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's 4. Are you kidding me? 5 is better than the 4. iPhone 5. Crazy. iPhone, iPhone 5, 5 is better than the All iPhone 4. All of you are crazy. It's nope. a better pro- screen proportion. But the 4 was more beautiful. No, the 5 was more oh. beautiful. You're, you're all you're, of you are crazy. You're a dumb pipe. <laughs> <laughs> you're all nuts. I just I love mean, the five because I got mine. Um, I got mine Rihanna dye, so it was orange. Uh, I mean, just that was cool. You would. It's like if you saw them a little bit farther apart. The the six S plus, they kind of seem like the same size until you hold them, and then you hold them and you get them close. And you're like, oh, this, the iPhone's a surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm gonna catch some waves. <laughs> this thing is beautiful. Yeah. But it, it, tell me about Samsung software problems. So that's, that's uh, Samsung's perennial software problems are twofold. One, its modifications to Android are not as elegant as Android itself. And two... But they're, uh, they're like way less, though. We should, yeah, we should sit yeah, with that. I'll, like, I'll, I'll, does I'll it say still that, make water drop sounds when no. you fuck with Every year Samsung gone. tells us that they've like cleaned up and made TouchWiz simpler, and every year you're like, really? And then we look, and it's like, okay, yeah, a little bit. They're like They're making small, like subtle changes to it but it's still like fundamentally like a little bit touch whiz yeah i mean it's not to the point where it gets in the way a little bit touch of, whiz. Mm-hmm. of like the experience of the phone the more nefarious problem is samsung is still in the pocket of every u.s carrier and uh every phone that you can buy right now or tomorrow when it goes on sale will have crapware from verizon or t-mobile or so Sprint in the pocket they won't even offer it unlocked they will offer it unlocked. But not right not away. Yet. Not right away. We yeah. don't know when. They did tell me that they're going to come out with an unlocked version. They would not say when. Yeah. I mean, just scrolling on Google Maps on this screen because of the curve. Uh-huh. I mean, the curve is useless, but then it's also the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, like, it's, it I, isn't useless because it makes the phone so narrower. You use the, you use the, S- the S7 this? Edge, right? I do, yeah. Somehow, I am less, I'm getting fewer Edge taps on this than I did with the S7 Edge. Yeah, I would agree with that because the the curve on the Note 7 is less aggressive. It's yeah. a, it's a it's a tighter curve cuz and it's it's not as obvious of a curve. Right. Uh, and I think it's they also tweaked a lot just, of the software to just bezel-less. It's pretty Which much bezel-less. It's it's, yeah. it's it's pretty much on the sides, it's virtually bezel-less because of the curve. Paul just looked so. up the Asa Salon. Oh, I did not do that. That's <laughs> an accident. <laughs> a hot new cut. I actually do need a haircut. Yeah, you should get so the uh, the the Mr. Robot cut. I think you'd look crazy with that haircut. Uh, like totally shaved sides and then just a really long wild hair on the top. You could do it. Uh, I'm trying not to go very aggressive. <laughs> I'm in my 30s now. <laughs> I want this phone. Trying to ma- so, mature. Let's see if I can take a picture of you and Sean here. I don't know what the iPhone 7 is going to be like, but if you're buying a phone today... Uh, you really can't beat that. Also, Note if 7. you're buying a phone today, stop it. Like <laughs> <laughs> the Note Seven is yeah. is legitimately might be the most beautiful phone I've ever held. But the iPhones coming out and the Nexus phones are coming out real quick. Just hang on for a month or two. That's not to say that there there's a guarantee the iPhone and the Nexus phones will be better. Mm. The Note Seven might end up being king of the hill. Yep. But at least see what's out there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. 
I just feel like we kind of know what's going on with the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, we do kind of know that. And it's, it's just getting ugly. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like every new leak, it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, Did you see the blue one? Like, Did you see the blue leak? I didn't see the blue, oh, blue leak. Oh, it's so bad. And like the, the 6 Plus just looks <laughs> It looks like God-awful. It looks like if Best Buy seven plus. had like a Best Buy edition color. It's going to be the 6SE Plus. You think so? You, you, They're saving that 7 for the real it? thing. You believe it? I totally But like, what about it. next year when it's the 10th iPhone? They're not going to do an iPhone X? What if they call it the iPhone 10? Yeah, the iPhone 10 with an X. You think they would go to well, 7 to 10? I mean, I mean they can do whatever <laughs> they want. It's been dumb. <laughs> I guess no. Yeah, Windows. Microsoft Windows. Windows went to 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's like the saddest Microsoft fanboy burned Apple. Is like, <laughs> you went 7 to 10? We got all the way to 8 first. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about Nexus phones. So the, the I mean I I'll buy one on the show eventually. It happens every year. <laughs> I also leak, do want to talk about fuchsia. Yeah, no, oh, it's yeah, on the cool. list. Don't you fret. Okay. Uh, the leak came out on Android Police. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, they had some photos that were like hilariously cropped, um, so you couldn't see <laughs> who the table was. And it's like all metal. There's like glass on the top, on the back. It's got. The, it looks. It's made by HTC. It looks like a like a better looking. It looks, 6P, it looks like an HTC A9. It's a recycled yeah, A9 design. It is looks like it is. an A9, but with a fingerprint scanner on the it, back. The, the big one and the small one are going to supposedly have identical specs. Yeah. Um, and you know, we all assume it's going to be the first like full on like, yo, we're a daydream phone now. Yeah. Phone. And I mean, that's kind of all you need to know. I mean, we'll see what they decide to do with the processor. But like it, like basically, like ever since I don't know the Nexus Four. It, there's been like this sense of like I don't know if I trust that the Nexus phones are gonna look good, and then we got the five, and everybody's like that looks cheap. Oh wait, I love it so much. Yeah, and we got the the Nexus six, which is like surfboard, the most insane. <laughs> phone. Everyone yelled at me. <laughs> like there are still people out there on Twitter who are like the Nexus six was the best phone ever. Oh, it was just. And then you know they they like they recovered and they made the six P and the five X, and those are great. So, but there's like no guarantee that the next Nexus phone is going to be like a reasonably good looking phone. It's and like HTC's last shot. Yeah, this is why. I mean, HTC <laughs> just doesn't. So the rumor is I that so you know, HTC's about... logo is not going to be anywhere near this. Yeah. It's going to be branded Google. Yeah. So HTC is like going back to its white label. Is HTC's ODMs. camera going to be anywhere near it? <laughs> <laughs> the camera. I'll give HTC. You know, I uh, was pretty critical about the HTC Ten because I don't think it did enough to stand out this year. But its camera is not its problem. Its camera is fine. It's not Samsung it like, good. Okay. It's is like it compatible with the G Five. It's as good as the iPhone Six S camera. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. hmm. Last year, now the the M Nine. That was a dumpster yeah. fire camera. Yeah. And every camera before that. All right. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna end up buying all of these phones. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know why I pretend the, on the show. I anymore. traded my 6P for a 5X. You're a maniac. I, I feel pretty good about it. What do you it? got right now? You got a 6? Uh, I got to be honest. You're wearing 6P, an Apple Watch. What do, you, what do you got? I got an iPhone 6 in my pocket. The 6P Success. design has not aged well with me. Really? It's so big and clumsy, especially now that you have things like what Samsung's doing with yeah. efficiency and size. And it's like the 6P is like, like you know, you describe the iPhone as a surfboard. The yeah. 6P is the exact same way. I just can't believe Apple's just going to charge into another year. I mean... They're going to make a big deal out of the camera. That's my feeling, is they'll make a big deal out of the camera, right? That's all the leaks show, this yeah. huge, bulky that's because, camera. That's because Samsung's eating their lunch on the camera. Like, I, I, since the iPhone 4, Apple has le- led the smartphone camera race. And in the past year, they're not leading anymore. Yeah. And so, like, they have to, like, if they want to reclaim that title, put all their weight in the camera. Just, what is Johnny Ive doing? That's all I want to know. Yeah. What's he up to? 
Does he look mm. at the phone? Does he ever come down there anymore? He's <laughs> in the basement of the spaceship. Being like, that, we made uh, it. We made a phone. He's trying to make a car out of glass. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I know it's possible. <laughs> I believe in myself. See a tweet from Rands. I think it was like my most retweeted tweet, but I just retweeted him. Uh, he he basically like, he took a picture of the Apple mouse with the lightning port charger on the bottom. Yeah. Yes. Could, and, he, and he said like, looking at this, it's totally possible that Apple screw up the headphone jack situation. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I, I'll admit, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait for the new iPhone, and I'm gonna get it. That's, <laughs> that's the kind of terrible person that I am. Wait, wait, which one do you have now? You have a six. I've got a six you with got a, a broken you got, screen, you got and the charging plugged into your phone right now. The charging port hardly like ever works. Like the lightning connector is. is I'm confused wonky. why you have headphones plugged into your phone right now. I don't know. I was what are you to listening? A, to? I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> you're oh, on a podcast. Oh, you're not. You're not wearing those headphones. All right. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Here's, here's what Paul's I wish Apple would focus on. Paul's listening to another podcast. <laughs> battery life. Paul's like, I'm listening to what stack right now. Battery life. I'm, I'm using this Apple battery case. Yeah, right now. I would not expect any uh, any difference. They're going to make it thinner. It's going to have worse a, battery There's life. a quick charging We're rumor. Just, there's a wire, well water resistant. I mean, we've talked about these Did rumors. Did you say there's the a well weeks. water system? There's a water resistant. Oh. <laughs> it has well water. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I, I feel like I could get really mad in a couple of years, but right now I'd just be I'd just be fine with getting a, a phone that's not right. old. We, we got to talk about two more Google things. Fuchsia, tell me yeah. about Fuchsia, and we got in Dieter reviewed Duo. I I've been wanting another operating system from a big player for a long time. Um, Mac OS ten is at this point almost as old or older than class the classic Mac operating system um, was when they switched it to 10 but it's based on Unix Windows is old Linux is a clone of Unix and that's what Android's on wow it is what would you th- I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not, not saying it's not right throwing wrong. shade that's yeah. just like exactly why Linus built it yeah it's a yeah. clone Linux or okay. clone, clone it's, units. It's pro- they've progressed in different directions. Oh, sure, sure. I'm, but I'm just saying there's like, the, our operating systems are based on very old ideas and there's got to be new ideas out there. So what, when is a big company going to make a new operating system and try some new ideas? And Google, it might just be a side project, might just be a weird thing. Who knows how important this is to the company? But they are making an operating system. It's based on like a tiny little micro kernel. It's like 15 kilobyte kernel. And and it sounds like a lot of that, a lot of the design is based on, well, kind of like based on real-time operating systems. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it could run on really s- small, low-end hardware. It could probably run in cars. It could run on a Google Glass, I bet. Um, it's it's going to run on desktop and phone. So they're taking basically an operating system, a kernel called LK that was designed for just embedded devices, like doing like one-off programs. And then they're adding all the features into it to make it a full operating system that would run on phones, desktops, it's going to be running on a Raspberry Pi pretty soon. It actually works. I compiled it and ran it on my computer, which is crazy for like a operating like a whole operating system project to be something you can download and compile without too much struggle on afternoon. Like it's very minimal and slick and and, and modern in a lot of ways. Uh, which is cool and exciting. What's and it then, for? That's the ten thousand so, so, so dollar question. One of the things that they're doing, you guys know React Native. No. So Facebook made this framework called React for making like web apps, uh, but now, then they made this thing called React Native, where you can use JavaScript to design apps 
that and used kind of very similar tools and code to write your iOS and Android app. Google is doing a similar thing with their Dart programming language that you can make apps that with very little modification will run on iOS and Android. And that platform, it looks like, is what they are building support for in Fuchsia. So it does seem like they are going to want iOS, Android-type apps on this, so whatever that means. Also, it's being built by two people who worked on – one of them worked on WebOS. Both of them worked on BOS. One of them worked on uh, Danger, hip So just not – I'm just saying – just not a grand history of massive success in operating <laughs> systems here. Oh, they also worked on Android. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. of course. Is it Matthias? Because no, he worked no. on... No. They're definitely not at the... Can I, can I ask a They're question? They're not at the UI it's, level. Yeah, I mean, they haven't even gotten to the point where this, Matthias would... Where's Matthias right? been at? He's been uh, doing design conferences and, like... Dude wasn't at Google I.O. He wasn't at I.O. But right. they didn't really do anything in Nougat, right? No, no the design's pretty much the same. Yeah, he like invented material design, and now he's on a boat. That's what I would wearing do. a sweet shirt. If I was, if I had been like, you know what, material design, the entire industry will look like this tomorrow. I, I talked which to him. Like, effectively, what happened with material design? I talked to him about a year ago. There was a Google held a design conference in, in New York, and uh, his job now is to make sure the rest of Google understands material design. Is like what I got out of him. I mean, it it, it is the dominant design language. It's pieces of it are everywhere. Yeah. Like even like Apple stuff is starting to like do the layering thing in that way, and they obviously don't want anything to do with it. like they're very different. Mm-hmm. But that concept of like layered information is just appearing constantly everywhere, as far as I can tell. He just did a uh, profile with Fastco talking about material design and cards. <laughs> I mean, if, I'm saying if you invented material design, yeah, you'd be where like, do you go from material design? Um, immaterial. You design. go to a boat. Intangible design. Yeah. Intangible <laughs> immaterial design. That's good. That's good. Um, all right, we got a break for an ad. Dan, I'm gonna. It's been a I'm pleasure. Turn into a special guest. Can you go ahead and just do a spreadsheet of carrier data plans for me? <laughs> It'll be the top post on the site for a week. <laughs> go get it done, man. You stuck your own grave out of that joke. Get out of here. And now, Citibank. The Vergecast, as you know, is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to the Vergecast and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? Did I mention that it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, and get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City, Consumer, Credit, and Debit cards. Guess who's here? It's me, Nicola. Nicola Fumo is here. She's back. I'm back, baby. Gracing the presences of, of gracing the offices of Vox Media with her presence. Dropping in. Yeah. You like were just a ghost. here. <laughs> like literally, Andrea's like, Nicola's going to be here tomorrow. I know. Well, I'm doing a project for Racked that requires a little bit of in office time. Yeah. So I was like, well, they're recording Vergecast. Come yeah. say hello. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. I think the audience is crazy. They're in their cars right now, <laughs> swerving all over the place, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Uh, what's been? Go- I feel like literally the segment on the sheet here is titled "Hanging with Nicola Fumo." I mean, but I think we? it should be called Fumo Update. <laughs> Where have you been? What have um, you been doing? Been, like okay, wandering. So, yeah, last I left you, I couldn't buy a laptop, and I was leaving for a month. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back. I own a laptop. Well, and I'm leaving for another month. Where are you going? Um, I'm going to temporar- temporarily relocate to Los Angeles. It's all happening. Um, the, the, nothing in a week and a about half that relocation is temporary. Yeah, that's what everyone keeps telling me. I don't know if the listeners know this, but the the two 
great axes of creative person migration in this world right now are New York to LA mm-hmm. and San Francisco to Portland. Yeah. And that's and eventually the Portland people are going to move to New York because that someone has to live here. Honestly, I'm dying to find what is the Portland Austin right now that isn't where they are. Like well, I don't know what that is it Detroit? I don't know what that city is, but I really want to find it. Like that's where I want to go. I Detroit's like a great city, good Midwestern tough town. Mm-hmm. But like Austin is like warm weather, cheap wranglers. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Tacos. Yeah. I don't know about cheap wranglers, but I didn't mind. <laughs> That's yeah, more of like no. an Arizona State thing. Um, and Portland's like beautiful scenery. Yeah. Because you got to get that weed, nature. You got to get that nature element in with. Yeah. Um, okay. So where I've been. Minneapolis. <laughs> the nature element of Minneapolis is like it snowed. Oh, so we built a system of tunnels. Uh, yeah. They also refused to let anybody build houses next to the lake because they wanted it to be public land. And so all the lakes in Minneapolis have walkways and parks around them. Don't you have like 10,000 lakes? Actually, it's like 15. <laughs> they under. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why be so protective of one lake? Fifteen thousand. Yeah. Okay. There it is. I went to Minneapolis what, 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 what and kind of enjoyed a lake. Did you get the gold little MacBook? Uh, mm-hmm. It happened. It happened. Is it? Can it actually do all the things that you wanted to do now? Yeah, we are getting along. We're getting along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I bought it at K's. You know what I mean? <laughs> treat it good. It treats me good. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you bu- you bought that computer and you gave it back. Yeah, and then I. Bought more computers than I gave them back. <laughs> Which one would you buy? <laughs> Various other iterations of the MacBook, um, and then I bought I bought this current one that I own while I was home in Milwaukee from a Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin Apple store. Um, which was a delight to walk into, and I saw so many moms with Apple watches, like. And this one mom and her teenager were trying to buy a new phone, and the mom was like clearly like all up on the tech news, and she was like not letting the girl pick it out. It was like what? It was like watching a mom not let the girl pick out her prom dress style oppression about the <laughs> iPhone. Really? Which yeah. one did she end up buying? I don't know. I wasn't listening that close. My mom. I was just home. My mom went to go trade in her iPhone five, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I want the five SE." Mm-hmm. And Apple refused to sell it to her. What? Why? The, she's like the Apple Store guy. Was like, why do you want this phone? Like, if you get a new phone, you should get the 6S because it has like it's bigger, faster, better camera. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is basically the same thing. And she's like, okay, I'm gonna go. Oh my god! And I was like, how do they blow it that badly? That's insane. Like, you could have sold a phone. Is it your job to sell a phone? Anyway, that's weird. Yeah. So she has this like broken five, and I just like send her back to the store to get a new one. But they sent her away. <laughs> like she came back. I was like, do you get a new phone? She's like, the guy told me not to get it. That's weird. It's like Apple, though. Like, they're, they're building trust to sell you the more expensive phone. Uh-huh. I guess. Anyway, do what phone did the mom and her daughter end up buying? I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't eavesdropping that hard. I just was like, it was something I couldn't avoid, and then I was like, oh, this is weird. Oh, I have a question for you. Did yeah. you see the story today about Apple stores? They no. no longer call them Apple stores. Oh, what are they? No, it's not Apple Store with a capital S. It's, it's like Apple the Grove. Apple Midtown. Oh, no. Apple Spring Street. So, so, yes. Yeah. yes. And so it is an Apple store, but it's not the Apple store. Oh, it's Apple and then the That's location. very fashion retail so to call you, it by like the city name or the street so name. You go shopping for an iPhone in Soho at one of those yeah. stores. Yeah. Apple, you, Try, would you say, I'm going to Apple? Yeah. Or Apple would you Spring. say, I'm going to Apple Store? Wait, is I'm it an the Apple location? Or it, Apple Can I just Spring say that Spring. trying to get the headline for this story was a blast? Apple stores are still Apple stores, but they're not Apple stores. That's good. Yeah, because people on the internet really read into capitalization. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you call it the one in Williamsburg is in a formal bagel bagel shop? Wait, has it opened? It's open. Oh, yeah. Oh, it just opened. It's, it's very it's, insane. Um, and it, it's 
I just think of it as like where the bagel store used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like really mm-hmm. weird to walk down the street and be like, that 100%, I, you can still kind of see where like the y- sign was. Used, yeah. used to be bagel, now apple. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's apple, apple bagel. Yeah. Apple bagel store. Apple bagel. That's oh, awful. wait, the bagel store. Joke. Yeah. I used to eat there when I lived in Williamsburg. Well, now you could buy and return any number of computers <laughs> there. <to go>. Oh, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. You know how, like, in like when you're driving and you see, like, a McDonald's next to a Taco Bell, next to a KFC yeah. or whatever? The New York City equivalent of that is a Whole Foods, an Apple store, and an Equinox. And all three of those opened, like, together, hugging in that area yeah. of I live in Williamsburg. A, I live in a New Jersey mall. Yeah. Like, it's like you walk down the street, there's a G-Star Raw, there's a Levi's store, yes. there's an Apple store, and there's, like, a, a, a very nicely done Dunkin' Donuts that makes it look more like that it belongs there. That is the funniest there. Dunkin' Donuts. I call Williamsburg the West Village of Brooklyn, and no, then it the West feels Village okay. is definitely cooler. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a New Jersey mall, It's fi- which is fine. You just have to accept Williamsburg for what it is. Like, you can't fight it, and then everything's fine. It's time to leave there. That's what I know. So you've got a story here that you want to tell us about, about Kanye and Square. Oh, well, (laughs) Kanye. (laughs) I'm so sick of of talking about merch this summer. Oh, my God. I wish I'd never had to say that word again. Kanye is opening 21 consecutive pop-up shops this coming weekend, Mm -hmm. Friday the 19th to Sunday the 21st, um, all over the world. And the exclusive payment method in the way that you would have like a party like sponsored by Picard, you know what I mean? The exclusive yeah. is Square, which is f- at first I was like, oh no, but how are like kids who don't have checking accounts gonna pay? Like, you know, they have cash or whatever. But I emailed Universal Music Group and found out you can give them cash. So what will they was, do with it? I mean, that's the thing. That's like, who is the bank? Who is the Monopoly yeah. Man bank teller? Like, who's gonna <laughs> collect and store this cash I've at these Kanye stores? Cash payments with Square. Yeah, feels really weird. Yeah, because then you have to put the cash somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pocket. That's the yeah. thing. It's just like I didn't have a cash register. I just like made a little pile of cash yeah. on my lap. Like, are they gonna put it in a bag? Wait, like, was this was this back when you were like a like a potato farmer? No. Okay. No. That oh, was you run an art, at the art gallery at the art gallery. So what you're hearing on the show is Paul's art gallery. There's just a stack of cash somewhere. Somewhere, if you can find it, let me know. <laughs> Well, that's like that's very Kanye, right? It's like very future retail. Yeah, you wave, yeah. wave your phone at it, and I know what's he selling. Just um, easy stuff? I imagine like the same that has been all summer, like t-shirts, jean jackets, etc. Do people Earlier, normally buy these things online? Well, so we're in a a merch revitalization mm, period. What? Um, so since. All of us are looking at you physically. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, literally yesterday I wrote, like, it's over. And you're all looking at me like, huh? So That's I why guess you're on the show. That's why I have to keep talking can about I, it. Can I ask a fashion question? Yeah. So uh, I want to get the the, the Levi's uh, commuter mm. jean jacket yeah. that comes with, like, the, the the technology in it. The the fabric, touchable fabric stuff. I'm mm-hmm. 100% buying that jacket. So, but I'm very bad at fashion, obviously. And uh, up to now, like, my daily driver is a blue pair of blue jeans. What do I do about the jacket? Because so, I don't want to be wearing yeah. denim and denim. Do I need to like? Do I need to completely the, blow up my pants have a strategy? Buy the darker jacket. Uh, black jacket. I don't know. I wonder if you could get like a really dark rinse for the jacket. Yeah. And or you might need to alter your jean color. That's what I'm saying. I gotta. You I gotta might go darker jeans or black jeans. Right. Yeah. Or I could go full dad. It just Actually, straight the last up. Time. Same Has tone. living in SF changed your style at all? 
The last time Joel Johnson was here, he but was it, full but Canadian tuxedo. Really? Just denim on denim on denim. That's amazing. And then he was like, I want to write for the first. <laughs> like, <laughs> sent Paul a pitch. Nope. Like, put up a post. Uh, with projectors. Um, wait, tell me about this merch thing. What is a merch revitalization? Oh, my goodness. I don't so, know what, what either of those words <laughs> mean. <laughs> merch as in tour merch as in concert merch has gotten this kind of like fashion-y makeover. So everyone from Kanye, Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez is selling like T-shirts that aren't just like a screen print they're like a whole like they're getting designers to design them for them and they're working with artists and they're selling like Selena Gomez is selling jean shorts with patches on them at her show like whereas you used to go to a show and you'd buy like a t-shirt now you can buy all this you can buy every one of Selena Gomez's tattoos as a temporary tattoo you can it's like kind of crazy so it's basically are they like limited runs so that's what Kanye has been doing is like each location will have a short term will only have like what you can get there that day and then he'll release like one shirt online. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's still when it started out in like February, March, April, May, it was rarefied because it was like they only sold this, I have it, like no one else has it. And it was cool because it's kind of like a low entry point, but you can still get that luxury thing where it's like but I have it and you don't because there's only 200 or something. Yeah. But it costs But isn't that always the story tour merch? Well, but now it's becoming so like Justin Bieber has tour Justin Bieber's tour merch, not like Justin Bieber as a designer, is sold at Barney's, uh. at Urban Outfitters, and starting Monday at Forever Twenty One. So to me, it's like, well, that's just completely diluted. You went in less than a month. You went from Barney's to Forever Twenty One. So now wearing like a Purpose Tour shirt doesn't it doesn't mean literally anything. Mm. Yeah, you know the, my dream for the Verge is to start a merch store. Right I now. want to run it. I want that to be my next full time <laughs> job. Favorite, we can do that for you. I went. I went to a Meatloaf concert after RoboCup in Mexico City. Chill. And uh, got knockoff uh, Meatloaf tour merch. I got a, a black T-shirt with "Bad Out of the Hell" on it. <laughs> That's and it's a very important item to me. It's a cool. I feel look. like it's only. A at that specific moment, could I have gotten that specific knockoff yeah. T-shirt? Yes, it means something in that moment. Yeah. Give me one second, we're going to come back. Did you know the single router model just doesn't work for our increasingly high bandwidth world? It's simple physics, like light waves. Wi-Fi waves don't go through walls well. Imagine asking a light bulb in your living room to light your master bedroom. What you need is a distributed system. What offices have had for years. At considerable work and expense. IT guys. Probably the people listening to this putting in... APs, you know, those things. But you can just buy Eero, which gives you enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. You just download the Eero app on your iOS and Android device. It'll walk you through each step of the process. It's quick, easy, and painless. Actually, I just did this. I just put this in my parents' house. It was those things. It was amazing. It's, it's a, it, it was it's, quick? It's quick. Was is, it, it is it Wi-Fi that it was works? painless. Yeah. That's all I want. It's so much better than what they had before. Um, Good. It's actually, they're getting all of the bandwidth out of their terrible AT&T for subscription. <laughs> like, you can actually get 25 down out of their out of their system now, which you never before. And it's like a big round of the ass. Anyway, you just download this app, you put, it, you put it in, you drop the arrows where you want, you push the button, you say, I'm adding an arrow. The arrow, like, looks around, and the app says, this is a good place for it, or this is a bad place for it, and you, like, move it. It's super simple. It's also really easy to manage. You manage network from the palm of your hand, so you know how many devices are connected at any given point, as well as the internet speed you're getting from your service router. You can also easily create and share a guest network. There's also uh, profiles, which I didn't use with my parents, because I don't see any reason to window their phones <laughs> with access. But if you have a family, you can like set up profiles and put people's 
things in a profiles and mm. then set timers and limits and alarm clocks. I don't know. You can cut off your kids. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Any way you want. Eero is protected with state-of-the-art WPA2 encryption. It controls the hardware and the software of the entire network. Insurers are always secure. Traditional routers don't push software up to their customers, so they're left vulnerable to cyber attacks. Scary phrase. Just feel the fear. But Eero updates automatically so that you not only have the latest features, but the latest security at all times. They also have incredible customer support. The company is really invested in the support. You can call, get a hold of a Wi-Fi expert within 30 seconds. If you have any worries about your other connected devices during setups, Eero's experts will walk you through it. And they can also help you if you're not sure how many Eros are right for your home. So there's like the one pack and the three pack, but you can like add as many as you want. 90 Eros. So if you have like pretty flaky Wi-Fi, just like buy an Eero. Pretty good. If you have a big house, get an Eero. It's like the thing to do. So go to Eero.com, select the amount of Eros that you wish to buy, get ready to pay for those Eros, right. then select free shipping or overnight shipping, and then enter the code Verge, and then the shipping will be free, but you'll still pay for the Eros. But then your Wi-Fi will be better, and you'll be happy to spend the money. So you're getting a deal. You're getting a deal. On shipping. Because your buddies at the Verge. I like it. All right. Euro stuff. Nicola, you got, there, I got other stuff on this list with you. Yeah. Okay. What Why do you want to so talk stuff about? On the list? Well, what do we have time left to talk about? So I actually saw a note today that the Apple Watch, you and I have like a long history with this watch. Oh, that's where it all begins besides it's, roller skating with us. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yes. The Virgin Rack team went roller skating together. Nicola and I became friends. But the watch is like. That's where that's our the moment. professional relationship yeah, that's where That's where it really came together. The Apple Watch, I don't think we wrote about this. I think I just saw it on one of the Mac sites. Sold out everywhere, every color, every configuration. Not available right now. It's like... Is that just because they didn't restock it? Yeah, because yeah, the new one's coming new out. One coming out. Yeah. Looks so, good. It's going to have the, the GPS. They wanted to put the cell radio in it and, and and decouple it from the phone, but they couldn't pull it off in time. And so that's the story with the Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like you're really tired of talking about it the way I'm really we, tired we of talking about, about it merch. last week and like I don't know I, I'm having a super hard time getting super excited about it I've been wearing my Apple watch every day since July yeah tell me about it I don't know why I was going on this trip and I don't know why I brought it with me because I famously hated it yeah <laughs> and <laughs> um I started wearing it every day and I think I started to expect less from it and I treat it more like a fitness tracker that's gonna let me know about text messages and emails than I I don't know like what I wanted from it before, but now that I expect less, it delights me more. Yeah, and yeah. I tweeted this and I got so many people saying back the same thing. Yeah. And our beloved Sam Sheffer also, I think, said something similar and it's just in the air. I think the Apple Watch is in the air. No, I think that the expectations around the Apple Watch when it launched were sky high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be the new iPhone. It's going to change everything. It will replace your iPhone. Yeah. We'll have apps. It'll do, and no one uses any of that stuff. And the two features that work, people sort of like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has notifications and it measures your heart rate from time Which, to time. Which, by the way, you can get from like a $100 fitness tracker. Of course. Yeah, you used to have a Pebble Steel, right? Which one I do you had have? I had the Pebble Round. Pebble but round, it doesn't... Yeah. Um, Pebble Time Steel Round. This Apple Watch Pebble. guy gets mm-hmm. more activity information than the Pebble. So yeah. that's why, even though I aesthetically like the Pebble better. Yeah. I'm like, Which Apple Watch do you have? You have this Black Sport? Yeah. Nice. Murdered out, black on black. Wait, is that the Sport? No, you have the nice one. You have the stainless steel one. That's like the the Sport is not shiny. That's the thing yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, I have a Sport band. Yeah. Black Sport band. Nice. Is that but the only band you use? Yeah. I have um, a colorful one that I picked out that is a bad choice that I made. It's the purple and blue one. 
and doesn't make any sense with anything I wear ever. And then I have the black metal one. Yeah. But I don't really use that because I look like a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Which couldn't be. So wait, why do you say it's research? You're just seeing it everywhere. Yeah, and I've started noticing it everywhere. And I, I don't think it's just because I'm keeping my eyes out. I think it's real. Yeah. I think more people are wearing Apple Watches. What, do you ask them what they do with it? Because I always ask everybody I see. And now I see a lot of people with it, so I have stopped asking. But the answer that I consistently get, notifications. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, I run around a lot at work, so I just look at my wrist. Yeah. Um, or it's, it tracks my heart rate. When I was on my big very trip basic fitness. and using a car, it was also very nice to drive a car wheel and see like a buzz and be like, oh, what's that? Okay, now I know we're not meeting anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, yeah. the, the thing has changed. Are great for that. Because I definitely do not know how to drive and look at a phone at the same time. But, so the Apple Watch is terrible for me for driving because whatever, however I hold the steering wheel in order to get the screen to turn on to actually see it, you I'm like, ah, you, ah, you, put it, you put it on the bottom oh, of the wrist. Really? It's a big, it's a big move. Android Wear is way better for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I will buy a new one if they have an always on screen. It's not going to happen. You think it's going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen. What, what would make you buy a new one in September when they come out with the new ones? I probably won't. You probably won't? Or you no, won't? probably not. There's no one feature that you want from this thing that would make you buy a new one. If they put an always on screen on it, I'd buy a new one. I probably would Instantly. Too. I'm happy. Yeah. All right. Apple Watch. Happy Resurged. enough, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then you have an iOS 10 line here. Tell me, tell me what, what your thoughts. Um, well, I remember, I remember when I first opened it. Yeah, and I was excited. You, so you have it on your phone? You have the beta? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, and I wasn't crazy about. It. I don't really love that notification screen, and I think it's weird how many clicks you have to do to get to where you want to go. Um, and I feel like the f- camera opens really slow everywhere. That's well, a beta. But yeah, I think yeah. that's hopefully not forever. So. I have a problem with the notifications. I have always had a problem with notifications in iOS. I thought iOS 10 would fix it. It did not. So when you're on your lock screen and you get a notification and you want to look at it, you slide it to the right. Yes. And then you unlock your phone. Uh-huh. When you are in your notification screen and you want to do the same thing with the notification and you slide it to the right, you end up in the widget screen. And so instead you tap it. And so you, and it looks exactly the yeah. same on the lock screen as it does on the notification panel. And so if you're looking at a, at a notification, you have to just know whether or not your phone is unlocked. And I am constantly like trying to do a thing to a notification and guessing wrong. Yeah. I know, me too. And it never really opens in the right place anyway. It's like, here's that email. It's like, oh, that email. And then it's like, okay, I'm on Outlook. Like, let me get to that email. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the best iOS was the late, probably 2014 into 15. That's when it like the phone was still delight. You're like, oh my gosh, it could do that. Like that's when I remember (laughs) being like, wow, like this is, this is surpassing what I think a phone can do. And now it's just kind of like, why isn't Snapchat opening? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've, I don't think I've been able to take like a speedy like a speedy snap since yeah. downloading this I mean, thing. Yeah. But now with Instagram beta. stories. Beta's a beta. Yeah. Oh, Instagram stories. Snapchat are versus you, Instagram converted? stories has been, I honestly don't know what to do. I love Instagram stories. Yeah. Yeah, I you've been it. using them. I, I mean, I went on a trip and I was like, I should use them. Yeah, I, used I, looked them. At, you I haven't used it since I came home. In Wisconsin. I, I was home. Yeah. yeah, I was back in Madison. Madison's fucking weird now. Why? Uh, well, I don't want to give away this whole Wait, story. Wait, I went to Madison. Okay, yeah. Um, but... So it's home. It's like my 10-year law school reunion, all my friends. Madison is exactly the same, except it is basically Silicon Valley now. 
tell me more. There is no. a huge... No, just stop it. Well, it's not like it's the, the city like you were secret. looking for. It's going to go up a... Yeah. I got to write this whole thing. It's not like a secret. There is a major software company in Wisconsin. There's a huge software company in Wisconsin. I won't name it for Dieter, but everybody listening has can figure it out. A huge software company in Wisconsin. They are they own a huge chunk of a particular enterprise market. What? What? What are you doing? It's not a secret. All right. Anyway, so I'm back in Madison, and they have exploded. They built a new campus. The architects were the guy who designed Microsoft's campus and the guy who designed Disney World. There's a working farm on the campus. It's a little bit out of Madison, but the employees are all software engineers. They're building like crazy high-rise apartment buildings all over Madison to house them. There's like fancy restaurants all over town, but they don't want to drive to work, so they run the same kind of white unmarked buses they have in the valley uh-huh. that run to Facebook and Apple and Google. They run them to this campus. Wow. And it's like the whole town is like buzzing about this company. I, I want to write about it, so Dieter's not going to say what it is. But anybody can figure it out. I went to Madison, but I went to a queer dance party at night in a theater, and then I went home. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the thing to do. What was the name? There was a club. I don't remember where it was. There's like was. one gay bar in Madison. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. One time I went there and listened to New It was cool. Everyone had pool floats, though there was no water. But it was fun. Like the little arm? No, like the big circular ducks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a thing. Anyway, I think that's our show. Nicola, what else is going on? LA people, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Need some Wait, friends. we got to do. Oh, we pause the gadget of the week. Yeah. Every week I do a section called Kobo Hype. <laughs> Where I hype up uh, the latest news and rumors about uh, Kobo hardware Kobo. devices. You know why Kobo is uh, actually awesome, right? Uh, why is that? Is it Genuine pocket? kick-ass pocket integration. Yeah. Pocket. Ariel was talking yeah. about that like the last time we had her on. Anyways, Kobo's coming out with a new e-reader. I've been trying to make like Kobo hype a thing in the Circuit Breaker Slack room. Because we got a couple rumors, we got like some teaser shots where we could just see the back of it, and it was on some pebbles, and it was like, let's get excited about Kobo. And then they announced a new Kobo. Uh, was it Sean? Yeah, Sean checked it out. It's got it like checks all the boxes. It's got actually a pretty big screen. It's um, it's got a light that changes like based on time of day. Like it can change the color temperature. Um, it's waterproof. It's high resolution. It's still made by Kobo, so you can't get all your Kindle books on it. So maybe there's no point for this to even exist. But it's cool <laughs> that a company that's not Amazon can make yeah. a really good e-reader. Well, and it's, they're they're doing the things that Amazon should be doing with the Kindle. Right. They're making it waterproof and they're uh, adjusting the color temperature. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, anyways, Kobo hype. Kobo hype for Kobo real. Hype. Is for there is there a good store against the Kobo? Maybe that's the thing. Like the Kindle, store. like the Kindle always wins for me because I can just buy. Books have you been on. using the Kindle lately? They have turned the interface in that thing into just a confusing garbage fire. Yeah, it is hard as hell to figure out what the hell to do on a Kindle home screen anymore. Yeah, it's I actually garbage. buy all the books on the web because <laughs> that's like the thing to do. Is like you're like I want to buy some books for a trip, and then you like run around and push yeah, all the yeah. buttons, and then you you just have to get to the library. Also, uh, my wife and I share. A, a Kindle account somehow. I don't know how that's possible. It just happened. Oh, yeah. You can do that. You can set up a family plan. But we didn't want to do that. So it just seemed like I think she buys the books on my account. It's very confusing. Okay. The Kindle has no idea what I want to read and no idea what she wants to read. It's like, would you like this random, like, corporate 
pop psychology book or would you like this random chick lit lawyer book? Because that's what she likes this to read. This is like. happening to me on Netflix because I Airbnb'd my apartment out and no. I graciously left my Netflix on. Wow. And the uh, basic bitches who <laughs> stayed at my spot, they watched like Made in Manhattan and Friends and like all this stuff where like now it has the worst <laughs> recommendations. Like I don't want to watch this Jennifer Lopez rom-com. Yeah. Why don't you just make a maybe, second account? Or just open up your heart yeah. to Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, maybe. It's a sign. Um, <laughs> to answer your question, their store has like 5 million books and they also do like the library ebook lending thing. Yeah. But as far as I can tell, you get a Kobo because you want to like download Project Gutenberg e- EPUBs or steel books yeah. or or you like read a lot of PDFs or Pocket. Yeah. And you get a Kindle if you want to read real books. Hmm. That's I'm locked my, in, I'm my locked into Kindles. That waterproof problem. Kindle has to be coming. Yeah, I've been saying that for two years now. Don't they still have like what was the company Captain Captain Seaworthy's like spray? Yeah, I wrote can, about this like ages ago yeah. on Engadget. There was like a company like send them your stuff and they would like coat it and then it would come back waterproof. Yeah, I thought that you were talking about ebook company. <laughs> no, Captain Seaworthy's great ebook store. That's my favorite ebook. They're on Kobo actually. It's a it's the best thing about Kobo. I love Captain Seaworthy. Good, good pirate tales. All right. That's the show, Nicola. Just got to be it. It's got to be it. I'm sorry. I'm happy you're here. You I'm happy come back to be here. Often. Well, I'm going to be far away, so <laughs> see you in October. So screw you guys. Uh, well, if we open that merch store. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I want to run that. I want that job. Everyone wants Verge merch. It's a real thing. Everyone wants Verge merch. Yeah, it's a real thing. I and, know. And I'll put this out there. Some people do come back from L.A. <laughs> one person. No, wait, no. Oh, Waterfly. They right. will waterproof a Fitbit Blaze, a sh- iPod Shuffle, a Kindle Paperwhite. They claim to be able to, to waterproof an Apple Watch, but I don't believe them. Yeah. Anyway, look, follow The Verge on Twitter, at Verge, on Snapchat, Verge, Instagram, at Verge. T- tweet at me, at Reckless. Tell me if you like Snapchat or Instagram stories. I've been doing a lot of Twitter collecting of this information. Hit us up on iTunes. Give us five stars. Love that. What's Tech, our other podcast, uh, other podcast, What's Tech is on Tuesdays with Chris Plant. Control at Delete is on Thursdays with me and Walt. Uh, we're actually off this week and next week, so whatever. Set that aside. Come back to it a couple weeks from now. Uh, Verge ESP is every Fridays with Emily and Liz. Uh, and Paul has a new podcast. Tell them about it. Rogue um, podcast. 1,000 words. It's just one episode so far. I don't know if we're going to do more. I think you should do more. It was really fun. I had fun. I had fun listening. Dami and I described uh, pictures from the internet. Yeah. For, in, in, by the way. In like binaural stereo audio, I so went, it sounds like you're there. I listened to the whole thing, and mm-hmm. then I went and looked at every picture, and none of them were what I thought they were yeah. going to be. Yeah. It was Crazy. It's amazing how hard it is to describe pictures. But you yeah. know what was really uplifting for me? Because I just did it because I thought it was a dumb idea. So I was like, this would be funny. <laughs> Someone in the comments was like, this would be great for blind people. Yeah. I was like, oh. It's kind of like reverse Pictionary. Yeah. Ooh. I listened to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Well, you'll that. be on the next episode. Anyway, I'm at Reckless Paul's Future Paul. Mm-hmm. Dieter's Backlon. Nicola. Underscore. Fumo. Yeah. Hey. That's the Verge cast. <laughs> We'll be back next week. Rock and roll. Paul. Paul. Guys, still got it. (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs)